1: Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, September 20th, 2023. Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer joins us now. Uh, Tony, uh, always a pleasure. I was gonna be here, Judge, thank you. Of course. I guess we shouldn't have been surprised uh, at uh, President Zelensky at the uh, UN yesterday saying Russia's trying to take on the world and President Biden at the UN uh, blaming Russia as the world's uh, demon. It was just a little uh, frightening to hear them uh, say it. Um, Isn't the the domino theory, uh, the idea that if uh, Russia is not forced out of Ukraine, it will soon take over uh, Poland, uh, isn't that of no respect anymore amongst uh, diplomats and, and military
2: leaders? I, you, well, let me put it in context. Is the Russia is Russia taking on the world? Yes. And the reason they're taking on the world is because there's been violations of the Budapest Accord. I was just texting with someone on the Budapest Accord. The Budapest Accord essentially back in, I think it was 94, or 95, established uh, the, the framework for the Ukrainian independence, for them to be independent. And one of the things was the territorial integrity of Ukraine would be recognized as long as, and they would give up, their nuclear weapons back to Russia uh, with the agreement that Russia would let them stand. But the other part of that agreement, judge, and that's why the Russians are upset and we need to, we need to accept this whether we like it or not, is that the agreement was NATO would not expand eastward and NATO has expanded eastward. So Zelensky is taking out of context, the issues regarding Russia is Russia taking on the world. Yes, because they feel that they've been, uh, uh, there's been impositions, on the agreement against them. Do I believe Russia is going to act aggre- aggressively to pursue expanded combat operations in Europe? No. Uh, they, they uh, while I, I do believe they could do great damage to NATO in a, in a conflict, but my belief is that there would be no good coming from any continued or expanded combat. I think the Russians know that. So is Russia taking on the world? Yes, uh, based on the grievances they have. Are they going to take on the world the way Zelensky's uh, proposing it? No, I don't see that, Certainly. nor is there any indications of that.
1: Your, your views are consistent with almost everyone that comes on this show. Colonel oh, Ritter, you. Scott thank Ritter, Larry Johnson, uh, Ray McGovern, Matt Ho are all of the same Matt, view. Matt's Putin a great guy. Had, I like Matt, yeah. Putin, thank you. He is a great guy. Putin has no interest whatsoever in fighting a war against NATO and no interest so. whatsoever in moving westward, even though NATO has a great interest in moving eastward. I mean, well, Jen they have, they have to said just last weekend, the reason this war came about is because of, of the expansion of NATO. And the reason for the expansion of NATO is the demands of the United States. That stuff is really not uh, uh, not to be disputed those are facts no well, i
2: i've i've fought with nato i've actually on my re- uniform have a nato service medal and they've served globally in support of the war on terror uh, they were in afghanistan as a matter of fact nato isaf took over the war i would argue maybe that's one of the reasons we lost just saying since we did not win that war uh they took over in 2004 when i was there and uh, you know I, NATO was never designed judge to be an expeditionary or expansionist organization it's supposed to be defensive in nature if you go back and look at the charter it was designed to be what it uh, what it was during the cold war an interlocutor of of european nations who never get along for purposes of trying to have a format for their collective defense defense not offense and the idea of expanding eastward while i understand the 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 some of the the, the uh, states Lithuania and some of the the uh, those states wanting to be part of and protected by NATO. I get it. Uh, that it is what it is. It happened for us to continue to ignore what the Russians, the Russians, not just Putin. Putin is the representative of the Russian culture and the Russian beliefs. That's why he's doing very well in the polls. And the Russians have been willing as a people to take on hardships. Regarding this war, because they do feel that their territorial integrity and their need to have buffer zones is is something that's being violated. It it is what it is. And again, I'm not I'm not pro Russian. I'm not pro Ukrainian. Uh, uh, Ukrainian. I'm not pro Putin. I'm not pro Zelensky. I'm just stating facts as what they are, as best I understand them. Do,
1: do you remember the famous leaked memo? This is Bill Burns when he was the U.S. ambassador uh, to Russia. He's now the director of the CIA. Yeah. He's The uh, U.S. ambassador to Russia, Condoleezza Rice, uh, is George W. Bush's national security advisor. Burns' memo says 99% of Russians, not just Putin, it's not just the elites, fear NATO moving eastward. You need to know that. Now, I guess they didn't want it leaked, but it's out there. And obviously, Bill Burns is not mouthing the same thing today. But it is a fact that Russian fear of NATO aggression is across the board. It's not just Putin. Russia's right. border with NATO today is 1,400 miles long. The United right. States border with Mexico is 1,900 miles long. How would we fear feel if Mexico entered into a treaty with China and China put offensive weaponry along that border it would be the same right. reaction
2: well i i agree with your judgment, and let me walk through this because this is something instructive i think for the audience to understand Mongolia, 1237 ottoman empire 1570 sweden 1708 and they didn't get any meatballs out of it by the way uh french the, the french invaded 1812 japan 1905 U.S. intervention. We helped an in, in intervention in Russia, 1918, and Germany, 1941. These are all incursions, invasions, or uh, battles which the, the Russians had uh, had to undertake to defend their territory. This is, fa- this is history. This isn't, this isn't Tony Schaefer having a strong opinion. This is simply restating facts as what they are. And Burns, I think, reflects that through his commentary. Again, this should not be an emotional issue, but it is for those neocons and those on the left who are now cheerleading the idea of continuing this war when they're not willing to understand the grievances which the Russians have. And again, I'm not pro-Russian. I'm simply stating the perspective of Russia, which is uh, enabling them to continue to
1: fight. Here's the neocon in chief yesterday uh, at the United Nations, uh, President uh, Biden. I mean, he really starts out saying Ukraine wants a diplomatic solution. Well, you got to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. Russia wanted a diplomatic uh, solution before the first shot was fired and Ukraine said no. But listen to what Joe Biden said, demonizing uh, Russia, and then we'll talk about it.
0: And we strongly support Ukraine in its efforts to bring about a diplomatic resolution that delivers just and lasting peace. But Russia alone, Russia alone bears responsibility for this war. Russia alone has the power to end this war immediately. And it's Russia alone that stands in the way of peace because the Russia's price for peace is Ukraine's capitulation, Ukraine's territory, and Ukraine's children. Russia believes that the world will grow weary and allow it to brutalize Ukraine without consequence. But I ask you this. If we abandon the core principles of the United States to appease an aggressor, can any member state in this body feel confident that they are protected? If we allow Ukraine to be carved up, is the independence of any nation secure? I'd respectfully suggest the answer is no. We have to stand up to this naked aggression today and deter other would-be aggressors tomorrow. That's why the United States, together with our allies and partners around the world, will continue to stand with the brave people of Ukraine as they defend their sovereignty and territorial integrity and their freedom.
1: There's so much to unpack there, uh, Tony. I guess we'll start with Russia, with Ukraine wants a diplomatic solution. Russia offered a diplomatic solution before the first shot was fired. Russia could stop the war tomorrow. He Joe Biden could stop the war tomorrow with a phone call. In fact, he could have walked down from the podium and and whispered into Zelensky's ear. That's it. Stop. And it would have ended as soon as Zelensky could have called home.
2: right. No, I I think a ceasefire would have been the logical thing to seek at this point to try. Even if you don't uh, necessarily want to have territorial concessions, you need to stop the fighting and bloodshed because the Ukraine is losing far more. Something like seven to one based on the numbers I, I believe to be accurate. Combat losses, and even more during their offensive. And it's interesting, uh, just the, the the demeanor of those people in the audience. Everybody's looking down, checking their eBay bidding. You know, oh, did I get that? Did I bid enough on that? And then Zelensky looks like he's having a hard time keeping that uh, breakfast burrito down. Nobody cares what Joe Biden's saying. So it's it's interesting that that everybody listens to this, and yet nobody pays attention because what what uh, I I hear Biden saying is rhetoric that has no basis in fact uh if he wanted to make the case that the russians were aggressors he needs to put in context why the russians felt the need to expand their effort from the diplomatic to military and as long and and this is look i i think trump would actually state the facts as they are it's like look uh things were out of hand these are the things which are on, on both sides need to handle We need to mediate, not aggravate, uh, one or the other side. And we're not doing that. We should be the peacemaker here, not the cheerleader. And
0: Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get
3: better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in.
0: Oh, burger time.
3: So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
0: I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience.
3: Download the app or visit carvana.com today. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: You mentioned uh, mentioned Trump. President Zelensky mentioned him yesterday because Trump has been saying very Trumpian because we don't know what he means by this. Uh, He could end the war in 24 hours. And of course, President Zelensky is saying, call me up and tell me how we can end Yeah, the war well, he's not going to like Joe Biden he says, could end sure. the war in 24 hours as well, but Zelensky right. wouldn't be happy with it. Right. So, who knows what uh what Trump uh means. He has the uh, the gift of making uh, statements uh, that can He's be got great instincts. He just his execution sometimes is lacking. So, there there you go. Now, you talk about making misstatements. Here's General uh, yeah. Miley uh, yesterday. Milly, uh, Millie, thank you claiming oh. Ukraine has actually penetrated several layers of Russian defenses. Yeah.
3: Generally speaking, the Ukrainians have penetrated several layers of this defense. Uh, it is not 100% penetrated yet, uh, but they've penetrated several of the layers. And they're going very slow, preserving their combat power, uh, and very deliberately uh, through this uh, defensive belt that stretches the entire length and breadth of Russian-occupied Ukraine. So uh, for the critics that are out there, Um, I would say that there's plenty of fighting weather left, there's plenty of combat power remaining, and the Ukrainians have absolutely
1: no intent to stop. Does he know what he's talking about? Is there any evidence to support their three uh, levels of defenses, layers of defenses? Is there any evidence whatsoever to support they've even approached the first, much less breached the first two? You need to listen to the words he chooses, uh,
2: the, the the opening phrase of generally. Generally means, well, generally, you know, generally I, I walked down to the store and generally I, I kind of hung out. He Generally, they penetrated. Really, it's, it's like, Judge, they probably have had reconnaissance elements who made it past the lines, but what he's failing to say is sustainable gains. That have been uh, acquired based on combat operations. He can't say that because it's not—it's not true. Uh, again, if, if he were being—if if he were—if this was Norman Schwarzkopf, he would use clear and concise language to delineate fact from fiction and est- establish an understanding of what has been gained militarily. Just, uh, Millie's not doing that. Millie is being uh, essentially a politician in uniform and using very soft, very inaccurate mes- uh, messaging and language for purposes of trying to say, oh, they're, they're doing OK. And this other thing about, you know, oh, there's plenty of t- combat power left. I-, I don't believe there is. I think they're, at, again, scraping the bottom of the barrel of manpower. Uh, they've not been successful in, in, in uh, orchestrating effective use of the uh, leopard and and uh, uh, Challenger tanks to any great effect. They've lost a lot of Bradleys. We've had to replace a bunch of those. And most importantly, this this whole plenty of time left. Again, we're going to see within about three weeks, less than three weeks, I think sometime in early October, the rain's coming in. And it's going to be, you know, like we saw Burning Man with with all, tanks and no hot chicks. And it's just not going to be good for them. So I'm just telling us what's coming.
1: Here's uh, the general again. Tell me if he's being disingenuous again here. Same speech, mm-hmm. same, same press conference, yeah. uh, talking about the American end goal in Ukraine. As President Biden and
3: Secretary Austin have said many, many times over, we, the United States, will continue to provide support to Ukraine for as long as it takes. The end goal remains crystal clear. Support Ukraine until Putin's unwarranted, illegal, and ruinous war of choice comes to an end
1: does he not understand uh, the Russian mentality he must no. He's the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff? If he doesn't, it's a, he shouldn't, I know he's leaving the job no, uh, or next week. So ahead, let me, I, me
2: look, I know Mark. I, I, was, I was his guy on the transition team during uh, the Trump transition, you know, he and, and, and Joe Dunford, the chairman of the joint chiefs. I was working as this kind of the coordinator between Mark and uh, Joe Dunford and Mike Flynn. And I spoke with with Milley extensively. Uh, he lectured me on his beliefs regarding the the uh, the culture and order that was established after World War Two. He kind of laid out his philosophy to me. He's not a dumb man. He, he told me to my face his concerns about China and laid out the factual path forward. So uh, what he's saying is political. Uh, he's a smarter man than this. Uh, so everything he just said in that last segment, that that part two, he knows first off, He's not stating achievable goals those those goals he has stated are not achievable period they're just not going to happen he knows it and yet he's saying it anyway uh he essentially has abandoned uh, his primary goal of giving the best possible military advice to the commander-in-chief that's what the chairman of the joint chiefs is supposed to do the senior military advisor to the president and uh so that the derivative comments he makes that relate to aspirations, which are political, not practical, not military. So I just, I I have no, uh, I have no regard for what he says, because it's political, not military. It's just not.
1: We all know uh, that the CIA notoriously spins intel that it delivered to the president, so as to uh, reinforce the president's preconceived notions. Does the military do the same When Joe Biden and the general are alone, when Donald Trump and this same general were alone, uh, was it the same political claptrap or was it what he really understands the military situation to be? It comes
2: down to the general. I, uh, I, I need to be careful here because I know a little bit about how things were done in certain times. I know certain generals who are very blunt and very direct about their presentation of information. And I know Trump appreciated those generals. I'll leave it at that. I know. And the generals who I'm speaking about know who they are. I don't want to get them in trouble because they may want to come back someday. Understood. And, Trump, and, Trump, Understood. and Trump actually appreciated.
1: Understood. But you know this A, you know trends, yes. and how it generally works. And B, you know this general has got two more weeks or 10 more days in office. 10 days. Yeah, well, look, he
2: M- Milley chose to act politically. Uh, he he chose to, under Trump, he took a side. Uh, look, if, if, during the walk to the church, if he if he works for the president, the ch- the president says walk with me to a church during a protest, so what? It's not his right to then start adding commentary to that. He just basically says, "You know, I uh, the general I, I work for the man. I wo- I walked with him. That should not be taken politically. I am I am his senior military advisor. Period." Instead, he chose to go out there and make all these comments about uh how generals should behave regarding the democracy well first off we don't have a democracy we're a republic even google if you google it even google gets it right for god goodness sake judge we have a republic uh you know so it's it's just it's appalling to me that we've seen a general who swore an oath to the constitution the american people acting politically up to the bitter end and and, and uh 10 days, you know, until Millie's gone, I look forward to the day that he's modeling high heels and skirts for some modeling agency, since he seems to
1: want to do that. (laughs) Here's um, President Zelensky yesterday at the uh, UN. I want you to listen to the last two words he uses, which as I hear it, is a little terrifying. It's dirty bombs, but he says a lot before that. Here we go. Many times, the world has witnessed Russia using energy as a weapon. Kremlin weaponized oil and gas to weaken the leaders of other countries when they came to the Red Square. And now, now the threat is even greater. Russia is weaponizing nuclear energy. Not only it is spreading its unreliable nuclear power plant construction technologies, but it is also turning other countries power plants into real dirty bombs what is he talking about turning other know. countries power plants into real dirty bombs i mean it's like it's
2: like stream of consciousness after dropping lsd i have no idea but i'll tell you i'll try to put it in context he's Go saying ahead. he's saying that the basic design of nuclear reactors is dangerous well chernobyl you know they do have chernobyl in their country okay you know uh those, those were not good reactors, and I think the Russians have learned since then not to design them that way. So Russia is proliferating, by the way, nuclear power plants to third world nations. <clears throat> Something that I've said we should be concerned about because the fissile material that they use in those plants could be weaponized. I get that, but that's not what Zelensky is saying. He's saying the basic design is flawed. And he's impl- he's implica- implying that any time you have a nuclear power plant the Russians make, you have a dirty bomb, which is like, no. This is like again stream of consciousness. What he's saying is is like, uh, you know, if I were there, I would be visibly rolling my eyes when he's saying this. What um, is a Cameron dirty doing?
1: bomb, Tony?
2: A dirty bomb is an act is a is a, a terror weapon that has been uh, proposed but never deployed to date that I'm aware of. Basically, it's it's taking radiological material, either physical material from a nuclear reactor. The, uh, uh, nuclear material from ra- from uh, x-rays in hospitals putting it all together <clears throat> putting it around a conventional explosive and, expl- and and blowing up that explosive thereby fanning out ex- putting out into the atmosphere uh, all sorts of radio r- radioactive material uh, it, it is it would contaminate a, a large amount of space over a, a very short period, and, and theoretically making that space unusable, unusable unless you have to wear a garb and things like that. Uh, have the Russians term,
1: ever? Have the Russians ever done this?
2: No, not once. No, I, I don't even know of any program. I mean, look, I've studied the Russians a long time. I've never seen a, a single program that the Russians had where they proposed this as a military or. Uh, uh, weaponized concept that they would use i have no idea what he's talking about zero i mean it's just never never been proposed in any military circle or intelligence report
1: i've ever read ever last question uh yeah. how do you see the war progressing uh from here how much longer well i see it progressing
2: badly it's just not going anywhere the idea that we're going to cough up another 28 billion dollars let's put this in perspective we Judge, we just crossed the $3 trillion uh, deficit line uh, within, I think, the last two days. $3 trillion. I don't think people understand how much money that is. $3
1: trillion in what? In Joe Biden's presidency or or in 2023? Um, no,
2: I'm sorry, I misspoke. Thirty-three trillion dollars. Oh, we crossed talking about 20, total, total, total amount. Yeah. Thirty-three okay, trillion dollars. We just crossed that. So, Correct. what's another twenty-eight billion? But what what I believe what we need to put in perspective, look, there's no linkage between appropriation of dollars, that is to say, taxation, taxes on you and me, and the expenditure process. So, in in essence, all the taxes we pay are simply harassment that just limits our ability to use our money as we see fit. I think it's unconstitutional. Uh, but because uh, because there's there's no the, the, the federal leviathan is spending incessantly without regard to, to okay. consequences. Agreed,
1: agreed, agreed. And Chuck Schumer and Kevin McCarthy are locked step on yes. the same page on this. They want to give so, old Joe the 28 billion. How right. much longer can the conflagration keep going on in Ukraine, in your view?
2: It, 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 it could go on a long time. It's a steady stream of misery because Ukraine is, like Millie said, they're just going to keep fighting no matter what, and we're going to keep funding them no matter what, unless Congress somehow stops in, because I don't think Europeans have have a stomach to continue, it. I think that's going to wane over the next few months, but the Russians have decided on an effective strategy of attrition. The attrition that the Russians, that is basically hanging back, having defense posture, and let the Ukrainians keep coming into them, is working just fine. So the, the Russians can sit there and their defensive posture a long time and let the Russians expand uselessly their military power so this could go on another six months easy
1: Wow Tony Schaefer thank you very much my dear friend thank you much appreciated there you uh, there you have it uh, a great analysis from Tony Schaefer I'm just checking my iPhone here I'm pretty sure uh, Scott Ritter is at 330 today yes Scott Ritter 3:30 Eastern today more analysis that you don't get anywhere else. Judge Mm -hmm. Napolitano for judging freedom.